trading cards. Who would have thought that you your old stash of Pokemon cards from when you were a little kid could be worth thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars? Crazy to me, at least. Or your baseball cards, whatever it may be. Just like a piece of cardboard could be worth hundreds of dollars. Who would have thought 20 years ago? But anyway, on this episode of Quick Shots, I'm basically going to go over, you know, trading cards, how I think about them, a little information about the process of trading cards and why some are so valuable and why some aren't. So let's get into it. Basically, the first thing that everyone needs to know about trading cards is called PSA and Beckett grading. In order to have your piece of cardboard be worth those high figure amounts you need to get them graded first literally if there is a tick on the card it ruins the grading it might not be perfect so basically the grading system is on a scale from one to ten ten being the highest one being the lowest if you have cards that are tens psa tens beckett tens you're in the money Straight up, like you could be sitting on thousands of dollars right now. The only thing is, it's very expensive to send them out to these grading companies and actually get them graded. I think it's like $50 per card, and especially with everything so backed up because the popularity of Pokemon cards and sports cards in general, it takes like a couple months to get them back to you. So, you know, it's an investment that you might not see the likes of for a couple months. And if you're willing to take that, hey, go for it. Me right now as a broke college kid, I don't have that kind of time. Anyway, so other things to know about trading cards. Like I said before, 10 is the highest grade. That's a perfect card. Centering on the card is perfect. Basically, you know, how the card was cut out. If there's any marks, if there's any lines on it, that takes away from the grading as well. All these things, you could have like, let's take the most expensive Pokemon card in the world, for example. A PSA 10 Charizard holographic from the first ever Pokemon set. How much you guys think that card goes for? Give you a second. All right, that's enough time. Uh, the last one sold for around $500,000. $500,000 for a piece of cardboard. The guy Gary from Pawn Stars has the best Charizard collection in probably the entire world. He has the only two Beckett 10 Charizards, which none of them have sold, so they are deemed priceless right now. Maybe they're probably a couple mil. They're a couple million dollar pieces of cardboard, which is honestly crazy to think about. But um, where am I going with this? Yeah, a PSA 10 Charizard is $500,000. So I think anyone, you should stop listening to this episode right now and go try and find your old Pokemon cards. Hopefully your mom and dad didn't try and uh, throw them out or anything or give them away. Um, Because you could be sitting on a good amount of money right now. And something else that is really interesting about... Sports cards, trading cards, Pokemon cards in general. I'm more into Pokemon cards, so I can inform you guys a little bit better about them. The first edition booster box is like the holy grail of, you know, sets for Pokemon, right? And Logan Paul bought six of them, I think on an average price of like 350000 375000 and he sold each of the packs. I think there's 36 packs in a booster box. He sold each of the packs for around between forty and thirty thousand dollars. Forty and thirty thousand dollars for a chance, for a chance of pulling that Charizard card. Forty thousand dollars. You could buy a very nice car, a very nice sedan. You could buy my Hyundai Elantra. You could buy two of my Hyundai Elantras. 
But anyway, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it gets better. Logan Paul's a genius, by the way, for this. He sold, you know, I told you, I told you sold the packs, $40,000, bought on the live stream and things. And he partnered with PSA to have this new, um, like, event that you can put on the card if it's a PSA 10 from the box break. So there was two PSA 10 Charizards pulled in his last, uh, two Charizards pulled, first edition Charizards pulled in his last, li- last live stream of opening one of these first edition bo- booster boxes. And the one that he opened was $250,000. Okay, he pulled two Charizards. If both of those come back at 10, that box is worth over a million dollars already. Nonetheless, of pulling all the other holographic cards that he did, which probably amounts for to probably $2 million overall, which is crazy, crazy to think about. Pieces of cardboard worth so much money. But um, where, where, am I, where am I going with this? Oh, yeah, so Logan Paul, in turn, made around $3 million off of everything, including these things called non-fungible tokens. What are non-fungible tokens? Well, basically, a non-fungible token is a piece of art that is just valued at whatever someone wants. It's kind of like a rookie card for people nowadays so logan paul released nfts his you know art and there was only like i think 1100 something like that one of them was worth like three thirty eight thousand seven hundred dollars the other ones were like 380 anyway with the hopes of that if logan paul does something amazing in life that they will go up like a pokemon card crazy crazy it's like bitcoin but with trading cards and art, and whatever, yeah, it's like Bitcoin, but art in art form, and there's a very limited number of whatever these NFTs are, so if you want to take some futures on Ronan Bell, (laughs) I think you should, (laughs) but um, anyway, yeah, I just think this culture of Pokemon trading cards are, is absolutely insane, like, Again, I'll say, I think I already said it, but who would have thought that a piece of cardboard would be worth thousands, almost millions of dollars, you know, 20 years ago? Some guy from Hawaii bought 20 in 1990, 1999, I want to say, and 1996, bought 20 first right, from a trading card store, threw him in a closet and left him alone for 20 years, 25 years, he was sitting on probably around $10 million, $10 million for pieces of cardboard, now, are these, you might, you might ask, are these prices inflated, absolutely, yeah, it's the popularity of these trading cards right now that are driving inflation through the roof, do I think a PSA 10 Charizard is worth a million dollars, to me, absolutely not. It's I it, no way, absolutely not. It's a piece of cardboard at the end of the day. But it is very cool. It's very nostalgic. I'd rather play a Pokemon video game that's sixty dollars and catch a Charizard, and you know you can actually like do something with it. But it, again, it is a piece of nostalgic art that people you know valued very dearly at the time. Like throwing it back when you were playing. Like imagine playing Game Boy in the back seat of your you know parents' card, or like getting your first pack of Pokemon cards when you were a kid, or you know, when you went to Giant to go food shopping with your mom and dad, and you said if you were good, you could get a pack of Pokemon cards, and you're like, oh, let's go. But this is the problem with it all. You can't buy them anywhere. You cannot find Pokemon cards, trading cards, 
anywhere. New, like, uh, if you go to Walmart right now, you can't find them. I have not seen them in any Walmart. You go to, like, GameStop, can't find them. They're, they're just gone. They're out of existence. People are buying these packs of cards and selling them online. The new Pokemon set that came out, it's called Shining Fates. If you, you guys probably don't care, but anyway, it's called Shining Fates. And a pack of Pokemon cards usually goes for $5, right? It's $18 online, probably around 20 or 21 now as I speak. Like, come on. Like, come on. It's supposed to be fun. Like, everyone can do it. Like, how are the little kids supposed to, you know, go to a Pokemon, like, get some Pokemon cards now? Like, I feel bad for them. Like, I remember, like, that was, like, a huge thing when I was a little kid, like, getting a new pack of Pokemon cards or, you know, baseball cards, football cards, whatever it be. But you can't find any of them. It's, like, every sports card is sold out unless you want some NASCAR cards, which uh, I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to, you know, appreciate in value anytime soon. But... Just to end this off, I, I know I'm kind of like rambling on different bunch of different sections, but this is the thing that I want to c- conclude with. That these pieces of cardboard are appreciating assets. What is an appreciating asset? Ronan, well, an appreciating asset is something that you buy that goes up in value over time. As, you know, that first edition Charizard gets older and older and rarer and rarer and rarer and that you can't, like, there's, there's only probably like, I think it's like 120 PSA 10s in the world. There'll probably be more in the next like five years, but you know, you can't buy those. There's only so many first edition booster boxes that there are to open. That card's going to be worth like $2.5 million someday in in our lifetime. Like that's in the next five to 10 years, which is absolutely insane. So in conclusion, go check out if you still have any of your old baseball or Pokemon cards or football or whatever whatever it is because you could be sitting on a lot of money and if you hold on them for a little bit longer could be worth even more so guys that's pretty much it that's pretty much all i got for this episode of quick shots i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you did leave a like hit me with a follow on spotify i hate saying that but you know if you like this stuff you know hit me with a follow so you stay up to date with all these podcasts um have a good rest of your day hope you're getting through whatever you're getting through and as always y'all just keep on keeping on